Listening to a good story is like reading a book that you can't put down or watching a movie that you don't want to end, hanging on to every word and getting more sucked in by the second. I've heard so many great stories and don't want to forget them. So I put on a storytelling night in my backyard. We squeezed as many people in as we could and listened to our friends take the mic and share a story based on the same theme. I'm Claudia Nankervis and this is Backyard Stories. The theme of the night was change. Before I begin, I would also like to acknowledge and pay my respects to the Wurundjeri people, elders past, present and emerging, the traditional custodians of the land in which we congregate. As a settler Australian, my occupation of this country is unjust as sovereignty has never been ceded. I also want to thank Claude for having us and all the speakers before me. Good job, guys. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> okay, I will begin. Once upon a time, there was a girl named Smaver. One day, she was asked by her good friend, Shmordia, if she could write a story to read aloud to a group. Now, full disclosure here, Smaver has absolutely no correlation whatsoever to the author of this story, me. Who just happens to be Ava? Hi, everybody. And of course, Schmorder is definitely in no way linked to our beloved host, Claudia. Hey, Claude, thanks for having us. <laughs> Smaver was so paralyzed with angst about whom and what to write about, she left it until two days before the deadline <laughs> to finally sit down and write. We're not very close, her and I, just kind of know her from around. She talks a lot, <laughs> eats even more, obviously has some kind of adrenal-related deadline-induced addiction to overextension. <laughs> But the theme of the evening, change, struck a chord with our protagonist. For the past year, her routine unfolded day after day, relatively unchanged. Monday through Sunday, she rode the same route to the same building, see the same people, do the same thing. How could she synthesize her experience of change when her modus operandi was sameness? The thought was overwhelming. Her sympathetic nervous system was not being very sympathetic. <laughs> Currents of excitement and dread rippled like sound waves from the outside of her stomach in towards the belly button, as if she didn't suffer her fair share of flatulence enough already. <laughs> her abdomen, the decrepit housing unit for all things tension related, working in overdrive and at constant risk of overheating, she reminded herself to call a mechanic, knowing all too well that the tautness in our midriffs that simultaneously propels and imprisons us cannot be smoothed alone. Change, change, come on, change. She whispered, ruminating on the topic, imagining all the people around the world casting the same words like a magic spell. Angry dads waiting for the lights to change, sending one of their kids running at full speed out the car to bang on the button and cease the flow of oppositional traffic. Dissatisfied partners wishing for the person they share their bed with to morph into the fiction they constructed back when they were both usernames on a dating app. <laughs> Jesus, praying that goblet of water would turn into wine. <laughs> change, change, come on, change. Thank God it did, literally. But half-baked anecdotes didn't seem to cut it. Smeva yearned for a way to articulate the swirling tides of change she constantly felt within and around her. 
Vibrations of heat and muscle flesh seemingly acting on their own accord from the microscopic to the grandiose. When her physical being became bound to the strict algorithmic function of moving from point A to point B, and very rarely, on special occasions, to point C, the vessel she once referred to as body became high-functioning, fully automated machine, capable of carrying out a complex series of actions at the press of a button. Get yours now for only $69.99. Like a voyeur who finally got a turn at being John Malkovich, she played silent witness to the tragedy and comedy of everyday life. Except she wasn't a famous Hollywood actor but a sweaty, mostly confused, mature-age student who ate out of bins often, <laughs> even though she had the means to pay for lunch. <laughs> Buried deep within her motherboard was a highly technical surveillance system designed to monitor the public acquisition and subsequent neglect of salty and sweet snack foods. The result of a glitch in the machine's analytics and data encoding quadrant, her irises were no longer windows to the soul, but laser beams for weeding out leftovers. One part Terminator, two parts Cablewoman, three parts Sewer Rat. From what I've heard, Smave is gross. And she still couldn't write about change. Promising narrative flows were quashed in their early stages. A short circuit condition defined by fused blow-off was to blame. Like sparklers fizzing and crackling with light in one moment, burnt out and ash in the next. Another issue for the mechanic. She found it hard to hypothesize the lived experience of another when she was so transfixed on the existential totality of her own, lost in a repetitive daydream of internal microcosmic interrogation. Her mind wandered to the universe beneath her skin. As machine, joints and muscles were replaced with bearings, axles, fasteners, seals and lubricants, clashing together with oil-slicked gear trains and hissing engine brakes. It was enough to make any steampunk enthusiast wildly aroused. <laughs> <laughs> Neural synapses in the brain coughed up one last pathetic sputter before losing their spark and fading to black. All motor function was now coordinated by a set of control components matched with a predetermined script of binary zeros and ones. Living cells were supposed to be the fundamental units of life, but she wasn't so sure anymore. Smeva felt nostalgic for a time when the interstitial space beneath the surface of her flesh was composed of just that flesh. Blobby beanbags of mucus dancing with and around one another, merging and splitting again in a great pink visceral performance of the Macarena. <laughs> ah, the heyday, back when code meant genetics and autonomous definitely didn't mean vehicle. <laughs> the outside world mirrored her internal apparitions like a sobering effigy. Major arteries once flowing with fresh water and squirming river eels became straight lines clogged with hot metal. Orange sun, set over the Melbourne city safari where hybrid giraffes made of construction cranes sauntered gracefully along the horizon. Life imitates art, imitates algorithm. Or maybe it's the other way around. Either way, Smeva still didn't have a story. <laughs> a cog in the wheel, she pedalled on. Luckily, the software driving her automated transportation from point A to point B exposed her to the most exciting avant-garde and experimental theatre set in Melbourne. Swanson Street. <laughs> From this vantage point, she watched individual soap operas in their early stage of development and rehearsals until finally it was opening night. Each set of traffic lights bringing with it an entire box set of Dr. Phil worthy family dramas. She observed Ed Sheeran wannabes manning their street corners like territorial sex workers, 
but with worse pitch. <laughs> Police multiplying faster than Guzmini Gomez could keep up with. <laughs> Campsites for the broken springing up like dandelions on the council lawn. Dismissed as weeds, eradicated at all costs. Cursed and scorned for their stubbornly long tap roots that often refuse to give from the earth. Smeva felt a deep connection of attachment to the scenic boulevard. Her undying loyalty, more likely a case of Stockholm Syndrome than anything else. She felt like an undercover ombudsman in the shape of a black hole, sucking up plane tree pollen and aimless rambles of the forgotten ones like thick nectar. Her prized possessions, not things, but collections of memories folded up and stuffed away in her pockets. One of her favourite characters, a woman with short brown hair and blood-stained legs, wandered aimlessly one evening, laughed jovially the next, 50 cent cone in hand. Trapped in a perpetual fighting ring with a folk rendition of blurred lines as the soundtrack and lovesick hype beasts as the crowd. <laughs> Wafts of spicy hot pot and fresh brewed tapioca only just masking the scent of eucalyptus and gunpowder. It wasn't until she fully succumbed to a life devoid of self-governing movement that she fully felt aware of the pavement beneath her pistons chugging past Federation bricks built on a false pretense of treaty. William Barrick, the original witness to a changing city, whose face now stood forever emblazoned on the facade of 530 luxury apartments in a cruel twist of irony. She looked down at her feet, unsure of where software became hardware, became wetware, became deck chair, no, <laughs> where? Fearing system overdrive and computational meltdown, Smeva decided to pull the trigger and message Shmordia. Sorry, Shmorda, can't do it. I don't have a story. <laughs> <laughs>